0: Welcome. You're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hello, Amanda and Katie. Good to see you. Yeah, hey, good to see you. Hello. Okay. So today we are going to talk about postpartum physical therapy. You are both women's health physical therapists at Hulse Jepsen and We've had some beautiful conversations in the past, and I think we um, we haven't really covered what physical therapy looks like yet, specifically in the postpartum period.
1: So um, yeah, let's get started. What does that even look like? Yeah, let's dive right in. I think the first thing that women think about is probably their six-week follow-up with the doctor. Usually, it's around like the six-week uh, follow-up six-week mark that they talk to their OBGYN. And so, I mean, we would love to see this visit be standard practice and standard practice for referral to pelvic floor physical therapy. That's common in a lot of countries. I think France is the one that is often cited. Um, But often there's like a really quick check of you and baby And you're told, okay, you're good to go without a lot of other details. So, this can be a great time to talk to your doctor about a referral to see a pelvic floor therapist. That visit should be about the baby, but also about you and how your body is doing too. A couple things that might be red flags that you need to see a pelvic floor therapist would be any urinary leaking, any continued constipation, any pain with sexual activity any pelvic heaviness, um, just to name a couple. Yeah. What does,
0: what is pelvic heaviness?
1: What is that? Yeah. Uh, go for it. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I have people that will describe, like, it feels like my organs are falling out, mm. um, to just like, it feels like there's a lot of pressure there, or it just feels like there's a lot of tissue there. And I just don't have a lot of sensation around it. Mm-hmm. Or like things just feel loose. Like my body doesn't feel like it felt before I was pregnant and it felt like everything was held together more. It feels just kind of fluffy. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that one a lot. Like feels loose or feels
2: like a golf ball is kind of hanging there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's typically a definitely your OB will take a look. Um, we hope to diagnose or say, Hey, there's prolapse is maybe the you know, the scary word for postpartum. Um, but it shouldn't be, definitely not, because that's something we can help with. But the, that pressure sensation um, can be because of, yeah, or there is some prolapse there. And we will definitely kind of, when we dig into different kind of diagnoses, I guess we see postpartum, we'll dig into that one a bit more. Because there's a whole series of things that, yeah, females come in with in that with they, they already know they have or something that we, we find. Um, And the diagnosis that we'll describe obviously can happen if it's like a vaginal birth or a C section. Um, Obviously, it's a different experience for mothers. And in some ways, um, we treat that differently, but in some ways, um, some of the the symptoms of it can be very similar. Um, Obviously, C section with the abdomen, we pay a little more attention to that area and healing, scar massage, and whatnot, and kind of get the abdomen to activate. And then that vaginal delivery, it's like, okay, questions regarding like kind of Lokia, like that discharge and stuff. Hey, where are you sitting with that? How active can we be? It kind can of help you in every part of that journey. As Katie said, six weeks out is a great time if you I don't say having symptoms of incontinence or heaviness feeling, discomfort in that pubic bone in the front, or if you not, you know, you're feeling pretty good, but just really want to get back to running or you know, that high intensity interval training or just walking if walking is uncomfortable. We love partnering with new moms or, you know, could be your fifth kid, second kid to say, yeah,
1: let's get you kind of back
2: in shape for the life that you live.
1: And if you don't feel ready at six weeks, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. A lot of women are overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. They're getting used to a new baby and a new lifestyle. So it doesn't have to be six weeks. It can be months later. It can be years later. Um, And we're going to take into account what's going on at home that you're telling us to and try not to give you a million more things to do at
2: home.
1: We're going to try to integrate things you can do into just what you're doing anyway for you and for baby.
2: Yeah, I just had a mom. I asked her if she could do some press ups at home for her low back. She goes, Oh, every time I go on the ground, like three kids run and jump on me. I'm like, Well, that may not help your low back pain. So let's try to maybe before they wake up and after they go to sleep or during that time. We'll kind of, you know, navigate that with every individual that comes in our door.
0: Yeah, that's really good to note because um, you know, life with kids is so busy, whether you have a newborn or a yeah. newborn and three other kids. Um, knowing that, okay, I'm not ready at six weeks yet, but I can come in a couple months and I'm not going to ruin myself, you know, like, um, yeah. or I can do these that maybe I need to get up like I even find personally, I need to wake up at 630 in the morning before my daughter wakes up at seven. And leave the dog in the crate because same thing. If I'm on the floor doing yoga, I have a kid and a dog on me <laughs> without fail. So as much as I love them, um, I need to do that alone to be, you know, get an effective workout. So um allowing moms to say, okay, this isn't gonna work for me. So here's my lifestyle. What can you give me to fit into that? That's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. I think another um great example is with um diastasis recti. So you've heard of like mummy tummy or the splitting of the abdominals. Um, A lot of people get really nervous about that. That's something that we can easily assess. We can look at your core strength. We can show you how to close that gap in your abdomen. And that can be as easy as doing a little contraction that we teach you to do while you're picking up your baby. So, or, you know, while you're putting your baby into the crib, so you're getting a workout with stuff you would be doing anyway. You're just slightly modifying it. Like we instruct you to do to get the most out of that routine in your day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: That's huge. And that one with the diastasis
2: recti, I think there, there's always going to be some sort of separation. There has to be because your baby has to grow your belly will grow. But what we get to kind of dig into is to say, okay, how is the tissue, how does it feel? Like, cause we, we can diagnose with kind of finger widths. We take a look at that, um, at the belly button above and below. Um, but then we take a look at, Hey, how, is it firm? Is it boggy to say, how is that, the integrity of that tissue? And based on that, okay, you're, you're, you're ready for level A type of exercises, let's say, or Hey, you can yeah, go jump on that, that bar and do some pull-ups. It's fine. Your abdomen is is good integrity. You're, you're not going to have any sort of overnation or anything like that. So it, it's nice to work with a patient to help them to get to the level they want to be. Um, and then also kind of meet them where they're at and say, this is where we need to start based on our findings.
1: Yeah, a lot of women will come in and say, oh, my doctor told me the diastasis would heal up just fine. Just do some planks. And that works for a lot of women, but not for every person that tear in the abdomen sometimes isn't straight. And so I've seen women where sometimes they can do like one half of a bicycle, like maybe the the right arm and left leg, but if they do the left Um, arm and right leg then it will actually open the diastasis Mm -hmm. more and so that's why seeing us like we can help you figure out what exact exercises are going to be the best for you so that you can get quicker into whatever workout you're interested in doing plus it has the nice side effect of flattening the cells of that abdominal canister and so if that wall isn't as firm as it's going to be, then we can see some more dysfunction in your pelvic floor, since that's also part of that.
0: Yeah, I system. think it's a, yeah. that's an important note that um, just because one exercise might work for most, um, you could actually be doing your body damage and making things worse if you don't actually have a professional assess. Hey, this is what your muscle is doing, and this is the exercise you need to do to fix it. Not just this you know, the blanket statement of do some planks, right? That's like, everyone calls me, I get calls all the time. How I have a six month old, how do I get them to sleep? Well, there's no one answer just for you. If it was that easy, like I would write the book and become a millionaire, but (laughs) there's just no one answer. So I think knowing, especially with our bodies and different exercises that we can really do our body harm um, if we're doing trying to do the wrong things.
2: Yeah, and I think after... You know, pregnancy, that's a change on your body. And then labor, that's a huge change. I mean, your, your body, it's kind of like relearning how to walk again in some ways. Um, so picture those muscles as just, you know, kind of a baby itself trying to relearn. Um, and that's where you want to make sure it gets that neuromuscular control in the proper way. Um, and that that takes, I think, definitely takes help from a professional to help you kind of through that. Yeah, not everyone's the same. Um, and just to get that repetition of the correct way, the correct cueing, um, the correct postural form for it. And as Katie mentioned, the correct pressures too, because obviously with delivery, whether it's C-section or vaginal, um, the pelvic floor is probably going to change a little bit. We know that it stretches like over hundred percent during delivery. Um, and then when baby, when you are pregnant, just it's going to have to hold up baby during that time. And that's where we kind of mentioned, hey, that, that pressure sensation that that's not, you know, the pressure isn't right in the canister. It can lead to pressure pushing down into the pelvic floor. Um, And that's where we come in and say, hey, did your, you know, with your medical exam, did they say anything about any prolapse? I guess you could say, and if they didn't, awesome, let's check it. Let's see how you're doing. So that's where we can come in and check that. Um, we don't necessarily medically diagnose, um, I've heard physicians don't love it when we do the diagnosis, but we can definitely check the integrity of the pelvic floor. Um, if it's kind of boggy sensation in um, this, we can do postpartum via internal assessment, or we can definitely kind of externally get a sense for if you try pelvic floor activation, do we feel pressure into our hand or do we feel a lift? And that's really nice to do externally. If you had a kid Six weeks ago, maybe internal isn't what you want to really go through at that point and then help you with breathing patterns, core activation to help kind of get those pressures proper again. Um, and typically if you don't have pain, we can help you kind of reactivate that pelvic floor to make basically the the base of that trampoline, you know, strong again bouncy again to kind of get that pressure sensation off. Um, and that's, fun to work with females on whether they say, hey, as I walk in my stroller, 10 minutes in, I get that pressure. All right, we're going to train you. I want you walking for 10 minutes, not feeling that pressure, and then take it from there. Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about
0: our course called Becoming. Becoming a Mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there.
1: Yeah. Going back to that prolapse, that's when your bladder or your rectum or your uterus are collapsing into the vaginal canal. And because they're kind of falling lower than they should sit, that can cause some pressure. But just because you feel pressure doesn't mean that is what's going on. Um, And your doctor is the best one to assess that, but we can easily see it too. Like Amanda said, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to like diagnose it, but we could send you back to the doctor um, to see if you needed um, some more support than what we can give you. So we can help support like with what Amanda said, uh, teaching you how to do exercises that will help push those organs back up where they should be. But some women... The exercises are going to help, but they also might need a little bit more support from something like a pessary, which is going to be like a plastic kind of platform pushing things up in place too. So that's once again, we'll work closely with your gynecologist to help you figure out the best solution
2: and not yeah. every.
0: Has that, but because right. there's yeah. obviously different severity levels. of oh, exactly. Because prolapse is like a horrifying word. Like, yeah, you I know. know yeah. As I said, that. I
2: was like, "Do I dare say it?" I don't <laughs> well, want to hear. Yeah, I people. mean, we do. No,
0: we do have to say it because it's a, it's a real thing, right? Like, it's a real possibility, and there are different severities. Like, I don't know. Just knowing that it could happen, what to look for, and that physical therapy might easily help what you have, yeah. and if not, like you said, you can work with their medical team to figure out like, okay, they're going to do this, but we can also continue to work on exercises to continue to build strength.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Definitely don't get discouraged if they're like, oh, we we think you'd benefit from a pessary because we work with women with pessaries to get the pelvic floor stronger to say, Hey, can we live without that pessary
1: now? So definitely, definitely ways to make things stronger for sure. Yeah. If you hear the word prolapse, it doesn't yeah. mean that you can't return to HIIT workouts or can't return to running. Right. I mean,
0: we all think of the worst, like literally like something falling, like an, an organ falling out of yeah. the vagina. Right. Like that's like <laughs> instantly
2: where our brain goes and it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the case. No, no. And then just the other things that we see come through our doors is obviously leakage. Um, that's one that we'll get postpartum. And well, I know we talked about that in a previous podcast. Yes, I should link um, yeah. link the previous podcast on incontinence. Yes, yeah, well, de- definitely digs more into that, but helping females do that process too. And yeah, and then constipation. I, I know Katie, you've had a little bit more
1: on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so constipation is pretty common during pregnancy, after pregnancy. I think that's something maybe women talk to each other more about yeah. uh, preparing themselves for that experience. But I mean, I'll have people coming in with constipation who are like I'm taking MiraLax, I'm taking a lot of other things and I'm still having issues and I don't want to be on these medications and I'm feeling a lot of pressure, what can I do? And it's amazing. After one visit of talking about posture on the toilet, things improve so much. So from a mechanical perspective, there's a lot you can do to help relieve constipation and that pressure. So we talk to people about how they're sitting on the toilet. Can your feet touch flat when you're sitting on the toilet? If you're short like me, they cannot. And so you might (laughs) need to use a stool or I know the squatty potty um, that's been more popular mainstream, but getting those feet to, um, sit flat and relax is really important. If we have our toes curled, that can tighten our pelvic floor. And if our pelvic floor is tight, it is hard to get the poop out. So relaxing our feet, um, and then for some women, a slight lean forward can help. And then we can talk about breathing to help also with getting the stool out. So Amanda's talked a lot about breathing and expanding the pelvic floor with inhaling, with exhaling. You can do that on the toilet as well. So you can breathe out like you're blowing on a pinwheel and you can try to expand your belly out and downward. And all of that can help open up that pelvic floor, open up your rectum and make it so much easier and less painful to poop. So even talking about that for a session, makes a huge difference. Yes. Hope some of you are running to the bathroom right now to just try that.
2: <laughs> do you, um.
0: So do you like the squatty potty overall is like a, for anyone, like as a general rule, even tall people, like just to get your, um, you know, I guess it would be what your intestines or your, your bowel in the right position.
2: Yeah. I think I know for me, like I'm taller, um, and I think just having the knees above the hips kind of the pelvic position, it does create a little bit more relaxed position, um, just to allow even we, we tell that not only for bowel movements, but for when you urinate as well, um, mm-hmm. to just say, Hey, yeah, no rocket pain relax on the toilet, let the pelvic floor fully open.
1: I would say it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes if you're very tall, Um, or just depending on the positioning of things in your pelvis, because every pelvis is a little bit different things when, if you have your knees up way too high, it might actually cause things to compress a little bit more. So I wouldn't say that it's necessarily for everyone, um, I think a, a lot of it's based on height. And then oftentimes I'll have try people just try putting their feet up maybe on like a pile of books or something yeah. they have at home first. And then if they like it, then the squatty potty is a yeah. good way to go. But it doesn't work for everyone. So often the breathing is the key thing. Just
2: even our laundry basket. I think I oh, told yeah. people to use too. So you don't know, have to buy or something. If new. you have
0: older kids too, like my daughter has a step stool, you know, just to get oh, yeah. to the sink
2: um, I've tried that before too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it doesn't work for everyone, but yeah, give it a shot for sure. Yeah. And kind of moving past kind of that constipation piece. Another thing that we see is that symphysis pubic dysfunction. So pain right in the center of the pubic bone, kind of the center of your pelvis. Um, and that we look at a lot of rotation of the hips, what's going on there. So once again, this is external, because um, obviously those rotations can pull on that pelvic floor. We talk about, hey, how are you holding, baby? What are some postures you're putting yourself in? Um, do you have some unilateral weakness? Um, and those, you know, really getting back into maybe higher level activity, is there is there kind of a brace or something that just for now could you wear to do some of those higher level activities? Not forever, but just during this time um, when it's painful and you're trying to get your muscles back working
1: well. Um, Yeah, that old SI belt you may have used during your pregnancy can actually be really helpful afterward to give a little bit more support to that abdomen, especially if you've got some of that diastasis recti or the pubic symphysis pain. And so we can help you adjust that to work for you too. Yeah,
2: so very common for Mm -hmm. sure. And kind of this next one is, you know, the scarring piece, whether if it's um, episiotomy or cesarean section scar. Um, teaching people hey it's it's good to kind of massage that we can help with that but mostly hey if you want to kind of start working on that at home because we know where the restriction lies there it can affect the muscles um activation just resting
1: position um, and obviously pain levels as well so we go through that too and it's, it's never too late to work on scar tissue yeah. so if you have an episiotomy scar uh, from several years ago and you're feeling, kind of just like some numbness or lack of sensation there, or still even having some soreness in that area. That's something we can still work on years later is just trying to break through some of that scar tissue and get your normal muscle tone back. Yeah. That's one of the things I
0: learned at your office actually is that a scar, I mean, I knew that a scar left scar tissue, but that you can break it up. Um, And I learned that a lot of the pain I was having was from scar tissue that it just, I mean, it didn't even like it wasn't even a thought. So I learned how to like feel that and break it up. Because when she did it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's such an intense pain." Yeah, I keep doing it because I can feel, um, I can feel that it's actually working. Awesome. And then yeah. um, it continued to be less and less painful. But yeah, I had no idea that that it could
2: cause that much pain so much later. Yeah, they can be a little sneaky. It's like the tip of an iceberg sometimes where, yeah, the tissue underneath just has to get worked on, which it can, which is great by yourself
1: or with help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true for the C-section scar, too, because you'll see that the scar usually in the U.S. is more horizontal. Um, But even though the scar is horizontal, you're actually also stitched vertically underneath, too, with the way that you were open. So. We teach women not only to do the massage horizontally, but to look above and below the scar as well. There's probably some tightness in the tissue there too, deeper. So obviously a
2: ton of things that we can help with. We can answer questions for, you know, we can explore with someone just who's a new mom, especially where it's all very foreign. Or if the, you know, postpartum was just different this second or third time around. Um, Yeah, we can encourage definitely... Hey, exercises at home, exercises here. We have a great setup in our gym for those returning to look to exercise, returning to running. We can take you through a program with that. You know, strength training is so important, especially with baby care or if you have a toddler as well that you're lifting. We're always seems to be more in that flexed position. So we really encourage extension, that opening, breastfeeding. We can help with posture with that if there's pain involved. Um, how to set that up or, Hey, what exercises should I do before or after breastfeeding to get rid of some of this pain to, you know, avoid the pain altogether. Yeah. There's just a lot of things, which is so fun. It's great to partner with females after birth to kind of get them through and back to, you know, the body that they're used to having function wise. Mm -hmm. um, And we just have fun with it.
1: Yeah. It's exciting to look at the whole body. A lot of times we'll have someone come in and they're really just focused on the leaking, uh, maybe that they're having like some urinary leaking, or maybe they're like just focused on just some heaviness or some scar tissue, but it's really fun to take a look at the whole body and be like, Hey, how can we help your neck and shoulders and your mid-back feel better with breastfeeding? Mm-hmm. How can we make your whole body feel more like it's yours again?
0: <laughs> that's, that's a really good point with breastfeeding because a new mom who's doing that every two hours, 24 um, seven, that takes a toll on your body. Yeah. And like you said, that position, you just, you constantly feel, gosh, it's just, it seems like endless and the pain mm-hmm. in your shoulders from that or your arms. Yeah.
2: That's, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. I mean, I hold my seven pound dog for like 15 minutes. That someone, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm like, I gotta step up my game someday. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, strength training is huge.
0: Uh, this is awesome. I know we're running out of time. Do you wanna just tell people where they can find you locally? Um,
1: and we'll put a link to that in the notes as well. Yeah, Amanda and I are located at Hall Steps in Physical Therapy. We're at the East Grand Rapids location, although it's not actually in East Grand Rapids. It's just outside of East Grand Rapids. We are located on Burton, between Breton and Plymouth. So we work well here as a team, and you're welcome to call and talk to our receptionist, Lexi, and she can definitely set you up with a visit or with a free 15-minute consult. Uh, There's other locations that House Jepsen has that may be more convenient to your home as well. I think we have five different locations with pelvic floor physical therapy. And so looking online at their website to find the best location for you. Yeah, we'd love to see you and help. Awesome.
0: Thanks again. This was another really interesting conversation that we just need to keep talking about. Let these moms know that you're here to help.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks
0: for chatting with us. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.